Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, February 13, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, it's pretty cut and dry. We have a number of things to go over. A number of things are jumping off the page at me on not only the daily chart, but other charts as well. Let's start with the big picture and we'll drill down from there. The weekly chart picture is above the trend line, therefore she's bullish until she's not. At some point, she may and likely will come back down to run a test of this trend line that will be garden variety of support first time around, first time, best time. Put that on a sticky note. What else do we have on the daily chart? Well, we had an on-time situation into the end of last week. Here we have an update running a test or about to run a test in the vicinity of the high of the most recent breakdown candle in the sequence. Now, here's the interesting thing about this price area where we are. So first of all, We know something. We know above the trend line, there's another spot that's important. It's technically above 410.50. Every time she drops down below, she pops up above. What is the area that she can't get through or hasn't been able to get through just yet? Bear with me. I'm putting together a storyline. There's a method to the madness. Let's pick an arbitrary number that's not so arbitrary. So for one, it's just above, and it's at 415. It's just above the breakdown candle high we just discussed. That's item number one. It's at 415, which is a semi-fat round number in between 410 and 420. It's a half-fat round number. And here's the thing. They've gone up there, minus that one time with the breakdown candle where they came up short. They've gone up there five, six times already. Look at it from a different perspective on a shorter term chart. Here's where we are. Here's a 30 minute chart. So what we've got here is very simple to understand. We've got a high, we've got a lower high, we've got a lower high, we've got a lower high, and so far we have a lower high. However, if that trend is broken of the lower highs, Is she likely going to stop once again at 415 or is this the time that we go back to the daily chart and we say, hey, wait a minute, we had an on-time situation into the 20-period moving average or just short of the 20-period moving average staying above all the moving averages. The trend is your friend. It's bullish. So we have a move higher and a pullback type situation. It's kind of a droopy flag type situation. It's a wedge format, and this can result in an ensuing move in the northern direction. So that is certainly on the table while the trend is our friend until she throws your shit out the window. Whether or not you want to use the breakdown candle high or 415, the breakdown candle high is 414.57. It's close enough start pushing above that, or better yet, open on Tuesday, turn around Tuesday or Wednesday above that breakdown candle high, and it's evidence 
that she's looking to have another leg higher. To where? Remember 420, it's still on the table. Maybe she runs slightly higher. Why is that? Because she ate time off the clock underneath 420 for about a week and a half, give or take. This is how we look at the tape my way. Check this out. You know how I look at other things that other traders don't look at the majority of the time? Well, here we have something that's similar to the S&P. It's the ES futures contract. Therefore, it's the same vehicle by definition of it's going to act and react the same way as the S&P, but the chart looks slightly different. Well, what do we have on this particular weekly chart? We have the same on-time situation. We have a spike into and bounce off of the 20-period moving average. A little bit different than the SPY. We also have one more thing. We have a sign and or signal of a trend change that we really didn't have on the SPY. I like to look in places that other people don't look. To me, when looking at this chart and then coming back over to the SPY chart, it seems to be further evidence of a or further bull case. Nothing will begin until she eclipses on the upside, the northern side, this breakdown candle high of 4.14.57, period, full stop. One more time, using the hourly chart, this trend line is going to be a bull bear battle under normal garden variety conditions. Why do I say that? Because this trend line happens to coincide depending on when the market gets there tomorrow, provided it does not, and it can gap over this trend line. That would be an uber bullish case. However, look at the high of this candle, same 414.57. You come over here and you say, well, the first hour of the day tomorrow, they're going to be right banging on that number. Can they close above it? Can they open above it? All that stuff at that trend line, at that important price, at that breakdown candle high. 414.57 to 415 is uber important. Put it on a sticky note. I told you there was a method to the madness. What else do we have on tap this week? We have the phony CPI data. I think the release is tomorrow on Turnaround Tuesday. So we could get a spike higher. We could get a rug pull event. We don't know. We'll find out at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. In addition, it's also options expiration week where weird stuff happens. Expect the unexpected a little bit more than the norm. And also we can expect big swings in both directions. Look at it this way. Assume for a second, and this is an assumption, but it's a storyline. Assume for a second that when traders saw this drop, which was a reversal of sorts, not necessarily accompanied by the appropriate volume, however, it was a reversal of sorts on the candle, on the chart. Therefore, assume for a second that traders last week hopped on the short side. Maybe they stuck it out through Friday figuring, hey, look, I'll just wait for next week and they'll pull the rug out of the market. Well, what did they get today? They got a pie in the face. Pull back into an on-time situation, into the 20-period moving average, short of it on the daily chart of the SPY, into it on the ES contract, on-time situation, 
back in the other direction during options expiration week. Funny how that works. How about inside the numbers? I'm going to give you the net-net. I'm going to let you read all the notes as we normally do. Pause the video, go back to the chart to double-check the work. But I'm going to give you the net-net of what happened this morning. This is inside the numbers, and this is in the live room taking a trade from a potential incorrect decision to take the trade into a profitable situation, understanding where the numbers are, what the market's doing, and where we're wrong. We had an early pivot. The early bear pivot at zero dark 30 is 408.50. Let's start there. We think better in pictures, right at the vertical is today's activity. 408.50 is and was the bear pivot. They opened above it. They took a peek down below. They did not fill the gap and they turned around and went in the other direction. We'll get to more of that later. For now, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, and double-check the work. By somehow either magic or voodoo, they're hanging around the pivot 408.50. That's now at 9.15. So we've got some more information to work with. So I'm developing a trade plan or two different trade plans based on the pivot. One is to buy on a rug pull situation, early shakeout operation for the bounce back in the other direction. The other one is shorting the market on a spike higher into resistance coming back down to some number, if not the pivot for an exit or at least a partial exit. We start these trades as a scalp with potential. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. The market was slow, 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 and we did have some traders that rode the tape up a little bit, knowing that if they were above one thing, they would get to another. 409 and a quarter was one of those places. It was a target, it was resistance, and then it becomes support. Again, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. What we ended up having was we had a short trade opportunity. You can see here 41135. Go ahead and read the notes, go back and double check the work. I'm going to scroll up, let you have all the notes so you can circle back. Now, I'm going to go describe the trade using the chart and exactly what happened. Now we've got some different stuff on the chart. Now this is in the live room and you'll see in the notes 41135 was a resistance area. As was 41065, but they came up short by a dime went sideways and then went higher. We no longer want that place. We know how that works. Therefore, 411.35 became a short opportunity for a reaction back down in the other direction. Unfortunately, they started grinding higher. They went sideways. They went through it. They stayed above it for a quite a bit of time in terms of a scalp trade with potential, as you can see here. But they gave traders two opportunities, and we talked it through in the live room. When they went up here and they came back down below the entry, I said, now's your chance. If you don't want to sit in a late morning paint dry type of trade on the short side in a market that's bullish, that's light volume, very quiet, then now's your chance to just exit with a small profit, take it and go. Otherwise, you can stay in for a further drop. Well, immediately they turn around and they go back up. So I said, here's the deal. I'm willing to short for 12.30 with a double down type of situation. And that will at least get me out of the trade at a better price 
having confidence in the numbers. So you can see what happened. They went up, they came down, they provided a profitable situation. We talked it through in the room. We said, don't let any of it go bad on you. Just take it for what it is. Sometimes we're happy being able to manage through a trade, albeit small at the time, meaning 411.35, we're not exactly getting killed up to 412.30. It's a dollar in the SPY. But nevertheless, we had to manage through the trade. I was able to manage the live room through the trade, and many traders in the live room were able to come out of the trade with a profit. I don't believe anybody, at least not that I know of, not that I'm aware of, was able to take or ended up taking a loss on this trade. And therefore, even though it turned out to be slightly wrong, it turned out to be slightly right. And when I say wrong is my concept one more time was over the pivot, run up to a resistance area, come back down. My resistance area this morning was incorrect. It was a dollar higher initially, and then they even went higher than that, as you can see later. But from a morning trade, scalp with potential, we were able to still eke out a profit on a trade that could have went bad. Managing through knowing the numbers is the key. Not getting overly excited. We didn't get emotional. We talked about all the emotional circle jerk and mental masturbation type things that happen while you're in a trade. And so therefore, we're able to manage through the trade for the traders in the room. Just a little bit of a different type of lesson today, a different look at what happens in the live room, inside the numbers. Not every day is walking on ice. Not every day is a cakewalk. Sometimes, and this is what they say in the trading parlance, we have to grind it out. Stocks on the move was a bust today. They didn't even uh, have many things moving in the pre-market today. And you'll see here, there was only two on the board and neither of them hit their numbers. So we'll just pass over that stuff. What do we see over in Camp IWM? Well, they did the same routine with the 20-period moving average. Terrible day on Thursday into the 20-period moving average, and then a slight rocket ride back up, maintaining the uptrend above all the moving averages. The trend is your friend. You know the scoop. Bigger picture in the IWM. And remember, we're the umpire calling balls and strikes. High, lower high, lower high, lower high. Now, all of a sudden, we have a different situation. We had a lower high, and now we have a higher high. They broke that trend that we were talking about before on the hourly chart in the SPY. Still a question mark whether or not they get above this price and the 100-period moving average, but they broke the trend of lower highs. That's a characteristic that was happening in the market that changed, and therefore that's one of those things that we call a puzzle piece. We put it on the table. We put it on a sticky note. It's a change in the market. We have to be aware of it. It's certainly changed from bearish downtrend, lower highs to, hey, they broke the downtrend. Now we no longer have lower highs. We need to pay attention. That's what's been going on, just reiterating for lesson purposes. Back to the daily chart. Above all the moving averages, trend is your friend. Our bogey on the IWM is this Thursday candle Break down candle high, 195.12, get above that, and they're likely going to at least make an attempt, if not to get above, test 
the former high from over here on the 2nd and 3rd of February. Pretty garden variety type stuff. Anything different with the folks down at the transportation department? Same routine, similar look on the chart, not even close to the 20-period moving average. Canary in the coal mine, bullish that they couldn't even get there. That's one way to look at it until proven otherwise. If there is a week to have a jam session on the upside in all these markets, it's this week. Anything different with the Q people? Not really, same routine. Pullback didn't even get to the 20-period moving average. Now working on the last breakdown candle high or breakdown candle in the sequence they're climbing the candle. They're in a different position than the other markets in terms of where they are to the breakdown candle. But again, they don't all do the same stuff identically. It's all the same market in terms of they're all going to basically go up together and down together, not to the same magnitude each and every day. For all intents and purposes, the chart looks the same as all the rest. Repeat after me, if nothing's wrong with the financials and the financials are not falling apart, then the rest of the market is unlikely to fall apart. Above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend until proven otherwise. Remember the weekly chart. Remember the 100-period moving average. Remember coming back to retest it. Remember breaking above it. She's still breaking above the 100-period moving average. Nothing wrong with the financials. Technically, nothing wrong with the rest of the tape. Smash Mouth daily chart looks much of the same routine we just discussed. We don't need to belabor the point. And the weekly chart is hovering around that 100-period moving average, eating some time off the clock. If the SMH, Philadelphia Semiconductor Index, starts getting below 228, and they start closing hourly below, daily below 228, that would be a warning signal, potentially a flare up in the air for the not only semiconductor space in and of itself, but the tech space as a whole, and that could be a signal also that a pullback is in the offing. Put that one on a sticky note. That was a longer-term view. Daily chart view, 238. Start getting below 238, below 237.75. All things are not necessarily the same if they start getting below, staying below, and closing hourly, daily below, and so forth. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.